0: So we are on, we've talked about hope, we've talked about joy and peace, and this morning we finally have our final part of of what is love, which is we know that the Bible says that God is love, right? And so this morning, uh, I think that when we hear about love, we automatically kind of close ourselves to, yes, we know that God loves us, but what I love about the Christmas story and the thing that I want to share this morning is that sometimes we don't really understand the, uh, the, the tenaciousness of God's love. I think that we forget the the love that truly came to redeem us. And this morning I pray that that your hearts and your minds would be opened up to a new facet of God's love. That maybe God loves you a little bit more than you even thought that He loved you. Is that possible? And so this morning, if you would turn your Bibles with me to chapter Luke, I mean Luke chapter two, and we're gonna start in verse six and seven. I'm gonna just read two verses and I'm gonna preach out of that two verses this morning. Uh, because I believe that there's so much in those two verses that we could spend, a, honestly, quite a bit of time there. Um, but I wanted to just preach to you the next hour on this topic. I'm just making sure you all are paying attention. Okay. All right. You were like, I, didn't, I came to the wrong church for Christmas. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. It says this in verse 6. Luke chapter 2, verse 6. It says this, And while they were there, the time came. Come on, how many of you know there is a time that came? And it says, for her baby to be born, she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we, we just lift up. Father, your, your, your word. We think of that, Lord, your word never returns void. God, even right now, God, as we've released your word into the atmosphere, God, that we pray that it would fall on hungry hearts, God, that it would change the atmosphere, that it would give us a new perspective of who you are and what you want to do in our lives. And Father, we pray more than anything that you'd be made more famous today than you were yesterday through our lives. Come on, if you believe that, say amen. Uh, so, I want to get into this in a minute, but the if you're into titles, the title of this is called Unforced Entry. And uh, as you know, the story of Jesus and and that he came into Bethlehem and they couldn't find any lodging. Uh, I love I love the, uh, the the characteristics of of Joseph and Mary that they weren't. I mean, that you know that they weren't pushy. That that they didn't fight themselves into to a place that they just allowed whatever God's whatever God's will be, to happen. And, um, but I was thinking about this, like, one of my favorite things is if anybody's ever watched Cops or PD Live, like, one of the favorite things is like, knock, 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 we got a warrant! We're coming in! And I think a lot of times we think that that's how God is. That we think that He is going to force Himself into our lives. And the Christmas story depicts the nature of the God that we serve. That God did not come and force himself into our lives. He did not come and force himself into a place to lodge, to have this baby. That he came in and whatever, whoever was willing to allow him to come in and embrace him, there he came. And this is the story of our lives, that this is the story that we should live our lives, that we shouldn't be people, Christians, who are loving people and forcing our way into people, but we should be people who are are confident in the love that is within us. That if we will constantly be intentional and say, is there lodging here? Is there lodging here? That there comes a point where someone says you can come in and you can rest. And that's what I love about this Christmas story, the Advent, and and, and that, that we have been in waiting and finally God shows up. That God right now, that God is, we have been waiting, maybe right now you've been waiting for a certain aspect of God and all of those things I want you to know are wrapped up in love. It could be whatever it is, but whatever you're waiting for on God, it is wrapped up in love because the bible says that god is love so therefore you cannot dissect an aspect of god and not get love every aspect you could cut any part of god up and you're going to get love because that's who he is you've got to understand this morning that 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 in time i love what it says there it says and while they were there the time came can i let you know that that love is not restricted by time that time, will, God, God will show up at the perfect season in our lives. That God, when He comes, He comes with intentionality. He comes to awaken something on the inside of us to reveal the nature and the character of who He is. And I pray that this morning, that as you open up Christmas presents like this guy did, like you should open Christmas presents and just get it done, you know, that, that, that you will be reminded that while you have the freedom to open up gifts, remember That God has been waiting for you. That God has been waiting to reveal the love and the characteristics of who he is with hope, love, joy, and peace. And this story is so significant because what I want you to understand is this. Now, a lot of us have a misconception of what the story is. Is that it's a stable and it's out connected, you know, like our houses and we had a barn and all of that. That is not the scenario here. And the reason why there was no lodging is because there was a census why the whole reason that they had to come there was because anybody that was from those areas, they had to go back to their hometowns. So all of these people flooded this little town called Bethlehem, and it was a small city. And so all of these people filled their homes, and where they would normally have a guest home or they would have another spot, that when they got there, there was no other spaces available for them. And what they did, and in these houses, they were several floors high. Okay, And so what they did is whenever people came in, they, we obviously would be like us driving our cars, right? Because they didn't have cars back then. Just Did you know that? They only had donkeys and they had different camels and they had different things like that. And so when they came in, they came in with their cars called camels. Not Hondas. And when they showed up, they needed a place to put their animals. And so the first floor was called a stable. And what they would do is they would leave their animals, whether they were bringing sheep in or cows or whatever, and they would put them in those bottom stores, the bottom floors of those homes. And that's actually where Jesus was born, was in the bottom story of a home. And I say that for us just to get a grasp of the scenario. And what I want you to see this morning is not a stable, but a heart. I want you to understand that Jesus, if we were to take the same story of the stable and make it a human heart, That this is what Jesus did. When he came into the earth, he had every right to enter any heart he wanted to if he just could force himself in. He could have easily, Joseph and Mary really probably could have easily pushed themselves into a house and said, Do you understand? My wife is about to have a child. They could have forced themselves in. But I believe the same nature that was in Christ was in them. And in there, they said, okay, we understand. I mean, think about it in today's society. How wrong would you be if someone knocked on your door and said, we were driving by, my wife went into labor, we've got to have something. You said, oh, go to the garage or go out to the stable, go out to the barn and we'll help you. And they willingly said, you know what, that's fine. As long as we've got a place, this is the humanity of, this is the condition of humanity that God will show up in any heart. That this is the love, this is the God that we serve, that he will show up. I don't know what you've gone through, I don't know what your life looks like, I don't know what your story is, but what I want you to understand is this, is that your story is not so bad that God will not show up in your stable. That God will not show up in your stable and be laid in a manger. Now if you really want to go into just the fullness of scripture, check this out. I've always thought this, but I've never really heard anybody preach it. It says, so she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in snugly in stripes and strips. Stripes? What did he take? Stripes? And they laid him on a manger. What is a manger made of? Wood. It's very symbolic of the cross. That he laid him on the cross, and he put stripes on him. That from the, from the coming out of the womb, Jesus was already embracing the cross. Why? Because he loved humanity. And this morning I want you to know that, that God is willing to take on humanity. He's willing to take on the ugliness of our hearts, the wrong attitudes, the wrong perceptions of who he is, even. And he's willing to come and enter our hearts. And that's what I love about this story. And 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 Jesus is so willing to be born. This is a guy who lives in heaven. And who we all can't wait to get there. Because we're going to walk on streets of gold. And we're going to have all of this stuff. And it's going to be incredible. And Jesus is willing to be born in a stable. Think about this. This is what love will do. Love will cause us to put ourselves in messy situations. So that someone else can know who Christ is. Amen. And you are going to be in some sticky messy situations. Because you're about to be around your in-laws. You're about to be around some other people, some other folks that you call family only when you're around them. Am I preaching to the choir? Don't amen me. (laughs) Right? And you know what you're gonna need? Is you're gonna need to be reminded that Jesus showed up in a stable. And that there are gonna be some people that don't, they don't, they're not worthy per se. They're messy, they're problematic what Jesus see Jesus stepped into your stable that's what you and I have to understand is that Jesus got into our mess he stepped into our world and said I am willing to come and this first point is this is that love will come wherever it's given an opportunity now I think that that when we hear that that, that we think about, yeah, God's going to come to other people. But what I want you to understand is the love of God is in you as well. And this is the season where you have, you're going to be given a lot of opportunity to let love be shared. You're going to have a lot of opportunity to allow love to be deposited in people's lives. That for a long time, even on the drive there, you talked about, I can't wait to go and get out of here because I can't stand so-and-so. And this is your opportunity for them to have an opportunity to meet Christ. That if our lives will be, will be available, if our lives will be that stable where Christ can come in and dwell, what could be the repercussions of all of those other people? I just think about the house that it, they just happened to have this baby in. What was the repercussions of those people who said, you know what, well, we don't have room here, but we will make sure we get room for you in the stable. I wonder what the repercussions of that family really were because of what they allowed to be birthed in their stable. And I just wonder what is what is possible if we would allow Christ's love to enter our hearts so that other people can experience what we've experienced. See, the stable is the heart of humanity. That's what it is. It is the heart of humanity. Love is looking for a place to rest. Right now, Jesus is looking for people who will allow his love to rest in our lives so that it can deposit and it can, it can, it can fall into other people's hearts. Right? Me giving you this sign of love really isn't going to change and transform your life. It's when I love you really changes the condition of the heart. And I believe this is why Jesus came. It's so that our hearts would be turned from stables to sanctuaries. See, love doesn't force its way into your life, it doesn't ever force its way, but it becomes a force once it's entered. Just remember that love doesn't force its way in, but once it's in, it becomes a force. And there is a force that is within us to be able to embrace, to be able to have conversations, to be able to do things in love, to be able to have conversations that are motivated out of love, not because somebody deserves it, but because of what Jesus did through you and for you. See, we will receive from Christ what we will make room for him in our lives. The the stable, as long as they said no, they had to pass by. Right. Any person that said no, what did what did love do It moved on to the next house and moved on to the next house until there finally came somebody who said, I'm willing to make room for you. I'll push the goats and we'll take them outside. We'll get the sheep and we'll strap them to the outside and we're going to make some room for you. This is what I'm trying to tell you is that if you want God to enter your heart, sometimes you're going to have to take some things out of it. Sometimes you're going to have to remove some of that stuff and let the heart, the love of God to come in and enter your heart so that you can love and so that you can make room for what Christ wants to do in your heart. So that what Christ wants to make. Maybe it's time to take out the unforgiveness. It's going to be kind of crazy and wild. Strap it down, put a leash on it and bring it outside. (laughs) Yeah, right? Right. Some of that anger, some of that bitterness from that last Christmas present that they said they got you. And they called you and said, I can't wait for you to open it up. And you were like, really? It's okay. It's a new season. Take it out of the stable. And allow Christ to come in. You have to be willing to make room for love. Love was there. It was in the city. It was literally waiting to be birthed. And it passed by every house that said No vacancy. This is the power of love. That love will walk away. Even when it wants to come and stay. That love will. It will pass you by. It will say okay. Not this time. Maybe next time. And it will be consistent. And it will knock. And it will knock. And it will knock. Until somebody opens the door. And even if it is a stable. It will enter. This is the savior of our of our, of our Christianity, our, all of the things that we hang our hat on and say, I'm saved and I'm redeemed. This is the Christ that we, this is the one that we talk about, who was willing to enter a stable. I mean, you think about what they do in hospitals. I mean, it is cleaned, it is sanitized, it is everything. So that you can birth your baby and it's clean. And I think this is what we do, is we think we've got to be all sanitized, we've got to be all clean before Christ will enter in and allow, allow it to be birthed. And Jesus says, just let me in the stable. If it's messy, it's okay. I am redeemed. Love will take over. And look, Jesus doesn't need your life altogether. Look, all of these people that you're around, they shouldn't have, you shouldn't have to have them all together before you can love them. This is what we do. We expect people to be, this is how you need to be before you get my love. It's not your love. Jesus was born in a stable in a mess. You can give love in a mess. This is the Christmas story. I know that we want Christmas lights and presents and eggnog and spicy stuff and all that good stuff. But I want you to know that Jesus came in a messy, dirty, junky stable. Because that's what love is. This is what we hang our hat on is that Jesus loved us so much that he would come in any Form if you would just let him come into the house. If you would just let him come into the stable. See, love can only be received at the end of the day where it's invited. We can, Jesus can, can, can walk by your house all the time, but until you open the door and say, Jesus, I embrace you, I embrace your love, I embrace you, because I think a lot of us think that Jesus is going to judge us. There is a day where he will judge us. But right now, Jesus is giving us the love of who he is so that when we stand before the judgment, it doesn't matter because love has captivated our hearts. See, I I think that that rejection, think about every door that they knocked on. This is what I think about. I think about every door that they knocked on. I don't know if it was hundreds of doors or ten doors, but I know that more than one would have been hurtful. I don't know how Joseph composed himself. God bless the guy. I would have strangled somebody. I'd be like, do you understand my wife is about to have a baby? Like, do you get this? And you think about maybe for you, or maybe somebody else that you've been given the opportunity to love that's been rejected over and over. Because understand, every no was a rejection. It was a rejection notice saying, hey, not you're not here. You're not doing that mess here. You're not going to birth a baby here. We have Christmas. Not really, because they didn't have Christmas yet. <laughs> I was waiting for you all to catch that theologically, but you missed it. <laughs> right? And so, so we, they, they, you know, some people just don't want to get their houses messy. They don't want to get their hearts all messy. They don't have to deal with what comes out of love. But they didn't understand what was coming out and what was coming into the world. And look, rejection is going to be a part of our humanity. But what I love is this, is that rejection doesn't stop Christ from his pursuit. No matter how many times they were rejected, they just went to the next house. I said, hey, do you have a house? No, we have a stable. Okay, I'll take it. This is the power of God's love. This is what we've been in Advent. This is what we've been in waiting. That God will come in pursuit, regardless of even if we've rejected him. And I think about this. I think about the how those people felt. You know when you've told somebody no, and then you're like, and they, they took it well, and you're just like, I, I got to find them. I can't, I can't do that. You see, there was a lot of people, I think, that had a feeling of rejection, and that, that rejection turned into something else. And love continued to just love them through it. And look, there's going to be some things in your life, there's going to be rejection that happens there's going to be people that you may want to reject but love continues to pursue see the beauty of the christmas story is this is that christ doesn't need perfection to be with us this is the beauty of the christmas story is that jesus doesn't need us all nice and pretty and put together before he's willing to be with us what a beautiful christmas story That you and I can be real and be honest with the mess that we have. This is the second point is this, is that Christ doesn't need perfection to be present. Christ doesn't need perfection to be present. Right now, our lives, we may have had an attitude. We may have had certain things going on in our lives. We may have sin in our lives. We may have whatever it may be. The amazing thing about Christ is this is that he doesn't need perfection to be right now right now with you. Because I think that a lot of times we we tell God when he's able to love us. Right? God, you can't love me in this because I'm messy, I'm dirty, I'm not clean. Do you understand where he came from? That he was born in a stable. He's okay with your mess. Because he came into the world in a mess. He came to redeem the world. He understood his assignment. And that's what love does. Love knows, hey, I came to redeem the world and to to enter its messiness. Because love is the only thing that can fix true messes. A lot of us try to do all of this stuff to try to fix our lives. And Jesus is saying, hey, I've been knocking, man. Will you just let me in and it will change everything. And I know for all of us believers, we've like, I've had love and I've got Christ in my life. But really, when's the last time you really let love enter your life and to, to really take, take the place of the stable, the bottom part of your heart? That place that you like to hide all your junk. That place, notice that's what it was, right? It was the bottom floor. It was the place where it was full of junk and crap and all of that stuff, Right? And I think that it's like it's one thing to let Jesus in on the first floor, I mean the second floor or the third floor, because we got that part cleaned up because that's where we live. But love says, "Look, I want you to enter into the deepest parts of my heart so that you can see what's in there and you can fix whatever it is that needs to be fixed." See, love sees beyond the mess of our condition. Love, Jesus has the ability to look beyond the stuff and step over the stuff to see us to see our brokenness, to see our potential, to see our purpose. And he steps over those things, and he looks around those things. He doesn't say, do you understand what you have in this? He doesn't nitpick and and choose. He says, look, I'm going to get over that so I can get to you. That Jesus is willing to overlook some of those conditions. See, love will fight to find a place in your heart. That's what I love about Christmas, is that Jesus, Joseph and Mary, they were willing to fight to find a place. For Jesus to be birthed. That's what love does. Love will fight to find a place in your heart. And even right now. I believe that God is contending and fighting for some things in your life. There's some things that man. They are strong in your heart. And you really, really got a hold of this thing. And Jesus is fighting to show that he can fix whatever you're fighting for. This is the Christmas story. See, love transforms a dirty stable into a place of worship. Why do I say that? Because if you read on just a little later, it says that while they were birthing a baby, angels were ministering to shepherds. And the shepherds said, we must come and find him and worship him. So what was once a dirty stable has now become a sanctuary a worship place to lift up the name of God and to glorify him. And see, that's what happens when you allow Jesus to enter in. It creates a place of worship. It creates a place of love and a willingness and adoration to lift up the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And acknowledge who he is and what he's done in our hearts. And to say, look, I know that I was born in a stable. I know that my heart didn't look like I, I, wished, it, I wished it was better. But it is what it is. And God comes in and he enters in and he says, look, this can be a place of worship because i believe that humility allows someone to come in allows love to come in and where there is humility there is god so my challenge and question for us is that is that will we let god continue to knock and continue to tell him no vacancy or will we let love go deeper into the places of our hearts because we all have places that we can allow Jesus to enter in in our hearts and show his love in a new area. We all haven't gotten this figured out. If you have, then I will gladly hand you the microphone this morning and let you preach away. But the reality is is that we have some ugly things. We have some stables in our hearts still and Jesus is waiting for us to say, hey, there's a place right here. You can come and you can dwell here and you can live. And you can make what was once a mess, now you can make it a place of worship. See, I believe that that's what Jesus does. See, conditions don't change Christ's willingness to come. And meet you wherever you are. Look, at the end of the day, all of us are somewhere. Some of us aren't as far along as we thought we would be. Some of us are doing really well. And this is what I love about love, is that conditions, wherever you're at, God will meet you wherever you're at. Wherever you need him, wherever you need his love, he will meet you right there. That God will come and show you who he is. Love's greatest opposition, honestly, is this, availability. Love's greatest opposition is not the mess that you think it is. It's the availability. The one thing stopped Jesus from being birthed in another home was There is no room. There is no room. And I would challenge you to stop saying that there is no room in this heart. That you would allow God to say, you know what, if you're knocking, there's a reason why, and so I need to let you in. I need to let you in in this area of my heart. I know this has been hurt by people, but He is not people. He is the Christ, the Savior of the world. And if you will let Him in, He will change whatever it is. Look, you've got to make Him Available. I mean, he'll keep knocking. But there's a point where he has to let you determine what you will let in. See, our hearts are the manger that allow him to be able to rest in our souls. See, all of us need, we need Christ in the most deepest parts of our soul. Our mind, will, and emotions. And that manger is the soul of humanity. And notice he was birthed in a stable. But he was laid in a manger. And I believe that there's something about when Christ comes. And we put him in the manger. The soul. The humanity of who we are. Like you've been trying to get rest. But rest isn't more sleep. Rest is is your ability to trust in a God who says he will take care of you. So many of us are like, I'm thankful for Christmas this time. I get a break. I get to get some rest. No, if your soul is sick, you can get all the rest you need, all the sleep you need, and you will still not have rest. The only way that you will get rest is when you allow Jesus Christ to enter into the stable and get into that manger and allow him to have this place of rest so that you can have rest. I mean, you ever been, last night, I, Sunday night, Saturday nights are always the worst for a preacher. I don't know, it's, it's spiritual, seriously. It's one of those spiritual attack things. But I can be like so tired and be thinking about anything and everything. Why? Because the enemy loves to try to keep us from resting. Resting is your ability to not shut off and think about, oh my gosh, what if the sermon doesn't go this way? Or what if it goes this way? And I'm, ah! Right? And you just finally have to say, you know what, God, I trust you. And it's in those moments that I say, God, I trust you. It doesn't matter. I mean, hey, if if people come, they do. If they don't, they don't. And I just trust you, God. And I rest in his faithfulness towards me. That's what love will let you do. So many of us are rejecting and pushing God away, saying no vacancy, but yet we need rest. And God is saying, I have rest if you will let me in there. This last and final thing that I want to to share is this is that love doesn't let resistance stop its pursuit. Love doesn't let resistance stop it to rest in brokenness. Do you realize that Jesus is okay with resting in your brokenness? That Jesus is okay pursuing the condition of wherever you're at in this moment. See Jesus came in a manger so that he could set the tone of what he would do for you and I. And I think that we forget that. We go to Silver Dollar City and we do all these walk around the Christmas lights and we get hot wassail and hot cocoa and all this stuff and we lose sight. That Jesus was born in a stable. Messy. To let us know, hey, I came into this world Not based on conditions, knowing that humanity would need me to clean it up. And this is what Jesus came to do. is to love you right where you're at, and whatever you're in, and whatever your stable looks like. He came to work with you and to love you through it. See, love comes to those who will allow him to enter. Notice that the only thing that kept him from not being able to go to anybody else's place was they didn't allow him to enter. And God is asking us this Christmas, will you let me enter the places that have been off limits, the places that have been, that have been, dark and shut away from everybody else. That it's where you keep all of your livestock. That I pray that this would be the Christmas that you are able to live in freedom because love came and entered your heart in a new, fresh way. I believe that God allows us to experience love so that we can become so confident in what that love is that we are willing to express that love to other people, that it would compel us to run to the, nor- the, the neighbor, per se, in this story and say, you've got to let, let Jesus come in. You don't understand what will happen. See, we have to be so convinced of God's love that we are be compelled to let other people experience this love. See, love doesn't withhold coming to a place because of the condition. It doesn't say, hey, you know, you can't come here. Love is willing to come in any situation, any circumstance, any family, any relationship, and dwell with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. If you would stand with me this morning as we close. really want to condense it down to just a small statement where there is no room there is no love that wherever Christ is not welcomed Christ cannot cannot come and this morning I really sense and maybe this was set up by God but I really sense that there are some people who need to be able to love some people and that you've pushed this away for a long time and i had no intentions on doing this but i felt even as i was preaching that there are some people who have been pushing away you've been telling jesus no vacancy there's no place you can stay here but i want you to know that jesus knocks on a door intentionally he knows there's a room. He's just waiting for you to realize you, you've you got space. So if that's you this morning, I want to ask you to come to the front. say so you're doing an altar call at Christmas? Absolutely. Emmanuel, God is with us. I believe that Jesus is going to do something here and we're going to have some of our leaders just going to lay hands on you, pray over you and just know that they're that what you're doing by taking the step is you're saying, God, you can can enter this house. You can enter this stable as, as messy and as ugly and as dirty as it may be. God, I want to be able to go into 2020, God, knowing that I birthed the Messiah in this stable, that the love of God came and was deposited into my heart. And what a better story to know that on Christmas week, you felt the love of God like never before. And if that's you this morning, I just want you to begin to make your way up. Just make a straight line across the front here. Whoever that is this morning, just begin to make your way up to the front. Father, we love you. We thank you. That's you. You say, I just I want God to enter. My heart in a new way. Come on up, come on up. Some of you leaders would just begin to, to begin to pray for these that are coming to the front. Terrence, y'all can pray for people. Andrew, Heather, Jamie, Jacob. What a sacred moment. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the story. And Lord, not only the story, but the reality Came and what you did, and what you long to do in our hearts. Father, we thank you. God, you're so good. Lord, we pray. That this morning you would enter our hearts. That God you would allow our hearts. To be so motivated. By this love God. That people. That co-workers. Would experience your love. In the next few days God. That family members God. Would experience love in a new way God. That. Relationships God would be healed. That God. That God. Messy stables would become places of worship. Father, we we thank you, God, right now for what you're doing and things that we can't even see. That, God, you you are working. Father, we love you. We thank you, God. If there's anybody in this place and you say, I've I've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to commit my life to God. I want to, maybe I've prayed the prayer, but. I've really never gotten truly serious with God, but this morning I want to I want to recommit my life. I want to I want to commit my life to Jesus. If that's you this morning. You say that, that's me. I, I want to give my life back over to Christ. If you would just slip your hand up real quick, and you can set it right back down. I just want to know who you are, so we can pray with you. Father, we love you because you loved us. God, that you found us you searched our hearts, God, that you knocked and you waited and you came. So for that, God, we are forever grateful. We love you and we thank you for in this season, God, that we have been in waiting. But God, just as you always do, you are faithful and you came. So we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.